setting new goals for the year can be exciting, but what happens when we start to lose steam? It's all about the details, and Jesus cares about your details. You can start a winning streak with God by building small but important habits, because small habits lead to big results. Winning streaks. Small habits, big results. Well, welcome. I'm Pastor Danae, and it's my honor to be here and to be speaking as we wrap up the series that we've been in called Winning Streaks. We have focused on how the small habits in our life create big results, that it's the everyday decisions in our life that either get us forward and create winning streaks in our life. For you see, most winning streaks and losing streaks are all habit-based. The winning streaks and the losing streaks in your life are habit-based. And as parents, we get that. We understand that because we're constantly trying to instill good habits in our kids. And we know that the habits they create are either going to set them up for success or going to create difficulty for them. So we're constantly giving them things and trying to instill habits. So we're saying, turn the light off when you leave the room. Or close the refrigerator door when you leave the kitchen. Or maybe try to get your homework on, done on time. And even ladies, our habits create winning streaks and losing streaks. Our shopping habits create winning streaks and losing streaks. But the issue is for us is that our husbands have a different definition of a win when it comes to our shopping than we do. See, for them, they think that a win is when there's like maybe no credit card bill at the end of the month. But for us, the win is when we get that perfect pair of shoes or that perfect purse to go with our outfit. But either way, the habits that we have either create positive or negative momentum. And today, I want to look at how the mindset that we have creates momentum in our life. Because you see, mindsets matter. Mindsets matter. And so I invite you to open up your Westover app or open up your Bible. We're going to be in Romans 12 today in the first two verses of this chapter. And as you're turning there, let me just kind of set up for you what's actually happening in this chapter and in this book of the Bible. See, Romans was written by the Apostle Paul, who was an early follower of Jesus in the first century. And he's writing to the Roman church at that time. And at that time, Rome was very hostile towards faith, very hostile towards the church. And so Paul begins to write to the Christians there, and he begins to tell them, this is how you live out your faith. This is how you, you follow Jesus in a culture that does not support what you believe. And so we pick up in Romans 12 where he's writing out to them about their faith, and this is what he says. Romans 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And one thing I want to just point out right here in verse 1 is there's a word here called urge. And really when we think about it in our context today in the English, we think of urge as kind of like a negative connotation. We insist on it. We, we need you to do this. But in the original language, the idea and the concept was really more a positive invitation. 
Ladies, it would be like when you find that perfect product that you, that you just fell in love with. Maybe it's a cleaning product. Maybe it's a healthcare product. And you just absolutely love it. And so you tell all your friends all about it because you want them to experience what you've experienced. It's the same idea here where Paul is saying, I have found something that is just so amazing and I don't want you to miss it. Please catch hold of this because I don't want you to miss out on what God has for you. But I think sometimes it's really easy for us to, when we don't have the urge to do it, we don't have the want to in our life, we can get discouraged. And in those moments, that's when God comes in and he encourages us and he speaks encouragement and he speaks comfort and peace into our situation. And what we learn is that when we don't have the urge, that's when God shows up and there's this God-inspired urge in front of us that pulls us forward into what he has for us because he's always wanting to take us further. You see, I want you to understand today that habits can change. Habits can change. And for some, you might not believe this to be true. You've been hearing us talk about how small habits create big results. And you're saying, that sounds good, but for me in my life, I don't actually believe that's going to happen because for so long, I've tried to change a habit. I've tried to change that behavior. I've tried to change that addiction and let go of it. But I have yet been able to do that. But I believe that today this can be your day because habits can change when we invite Jesus in and when we invite the, the spirit to come in and that God-inspired urge in front of us to change our mindset. And so today I want to give you two thoughts on how we can change our mindset. The first is to align your life with God's ways. Align your life with God's ways. It says in verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And I think sometimes when we look at the, this verse, we don't necessarily truly understand what it means. We're saying, okay, what does it mean to offer my body as a living sacrifice? Well, we all have an operating system for our life. We all have a way we do life. We all have a way in which we function. Maybe it was the way you were raised that spoke into that or the, the dynamics of your family. But you have an operating system. And what Paul is saying here is you have an operating system on how you do life. But what you need to do and what I urge you to do is to invite the Holy Spirit and invite God into that and let him speak into the operating system of your life. Let him take over your thoughts and your desires and the things that you want and put it in God's hands and do God's way in all that you do. Because you see, power goes where attention flows. Power will go where attention flows. Your thoughts produce feelings and feelings create moods or mindsets, and it's your mindset that makes the decisions of your life. And it all starts with a thought. Maybe you, you had an idea or a thought or a dream to pursue your degree. And you've been down that road and you've been faithful, but now you're kind of halfway through and you're starting to feel weary and you're starting to feel discouraged in that season. And so you begin to think, well, maybe, maybe I can't get this done. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is too big of a step for me. And then it begins to produce the feelings that, man, this just isn't going to work out. And you go down this rabbit trail in your thoughts. And before you know it, you can step out and miss out on the plan and the dream that you originally intended to do. Because power goes where attention flows. And Paul is urging us in this verse, Paul is calling out to us and he's saying, let God take every part of your life. Align your heart, align your life to God's ways. Because power goes where attention flows. 
And so you might be thinking, okay, well then how do I align my life to God's ways? How do I do that? Well, the first thing we have to do is adopt God's mindset. It says in verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when we look at this verse and we think pattern, we don't really actually understand in the English what we translate pattern and how we define that. That's not really what Paul is saying. If you go back to the original language, a better description and a better word to put in this would be do not conform to the pressure of this world. The peer pressure that's around you. Don't conform to the pressure of social media. Don't conform to the pressure of culture. Don't conform to those influences that are speaking into your life. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's all about the mindset that we have. And God wants, our, God's mindset for our life is what's going to get us out of the rut. When we adopt God's mindset, in that moment, God's mindset gets us out of the rut where we're at. When we are in, when we're stuck in a rut, if we stay there long enough, that rut can become a ditch. That rut can become a ditch. When you stay long enough in one place and you train in that thought over and over and over again, it can become a ditch in your life. You can go from discouraged to defeated really, really quick. And God is saying, what is the rut right now that you're stuck in? If you would adopt my mindset, I can lift you above that. My, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I want to elevate and I want to take you above what you feel like you can't get beyond. Because God's mindset can get you out of a rut. He wants to transform our thinking. Another way that we can align our life to God's way is to remember that we can be one thought away from a new life. You can be one thought away from a new life. It says in this verse to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, adopting God's mindset is a habit. Adopting God's mindset is a habit. It's not something we stumble into. Letting God be the master of our mindset is a daily habit. And a daily practice. And each thought that we have is either going to reinforce or it's going to change our mindset. Every single thought you have every single day will either reinforce or it will change your mindset. And you're only one thought away from a new life. One thought can change the direction in which you are going. Because it's our thoughts that affect our attitudes and our behaviors. And our attitudes are informed by our thoughts. We've all heard it said, oh, we just have to have a good attitude. Just have a good attitude. And that's kind of easier said than done because moms in this room, we all know bad attitudes work, right? Bad attitudes work with our kids. We see it play out every single day in their life. From the time they wake up in the morning, we can immediately tell what type of attitude and what they have, what side of the bed do they get up on, and how is that going to affect the rest of their day? How is it going to affect the rest of the family? My, my daughter, she's, well, she's going to be 11 next month, so everybody needs to understand she's actually 11 already in her mind. But my daughter is in this season of life where every, the rest of her day is affected by the outfit she wears. So for the day, we know whether or not we're going to have a good day based on how she feels about her outfit. So when she wakes up in the morning, if that's a good outfit day, it's going to be a great day. But if it's not a good outfit day and it's just not, we're not feeling it, then the rest of the day is affected because bad attitudes can work. Bad attitudes affect our family. 
Bad attitudes can change the course and the direction of a conversation with your spouse real quick. A bad attitude can affect a meeting at work on Monday morning. A bad attitude can change what happens at the dinner table tonight as a family. Bad attitudes work. And it's easy to say, well, just choose a good attitude. But sometimes it's beyond an attitude. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And we can't change our attitude without changing the mindset. And it starts in our mind. It starts by renewing our mind. So you are just one thought away from a new life. If you would just introduce one new thought that God has for you, it could change the direction of your year. Ladies, that's why we are having Thrive. In less than three weeks, we are calling all the ladies of Westover together because we believe and we know that God wants to speak to you. And there's a moment that we have set aside that you can put everything aside. You come and you're going to worship and you're going to encounter God and he's going to speak because you're one thought away from a new life. And I truly believe that if you show up in that moment, that God is going to deposit a thought, a dream, a plan, a purpose for your life, and it's going to change the rest of 22. If you would just believe and step in and say, God, I give you everything. God, nothing becomes more important than the moment of encountering you. So I'm going to put it all aside and I'm going to seek after you. Because ladies, you're one thought away from a new life. Don't miss out on what God has for you. Step in. Be a part of Thrive. Invite God in. Invite him into the mindset that you have. So what new thought pattern or mindset could shift in your life? We must replace negative thinking with positive thinking. We have to replace negative thinking with better thinking. We have to find where and look at our thought patterns and say, where did I get this negative thought? How have I gotten on this negative mindset right now? And when you discover what that is, you begin to speak God's truth over your circumstance. I tell ladies all the time when I pray with them in the altar, I've been talking to them. I tell them and I encourage them, you have to speak God's truth over your circumstance. And you see, God's word is truth. God's word is truth. And for those that maybe you question whether the Bible is true or it was written by God, and maybe you have the perspective that it's a book that's from 2,000 years ago, and yeah, it was good for them back then and is written by people I don't know, but I don't know if it applies to me. God's word is alive and it's active and it's available to change your circumstance. No matter what you might think about something, God is able to step in. His word is alive. It is divine. It is inspired. It's there to teach. It's there to rebuke. And it's there to change the direction of your life. And so you speak God's truth over your circumstance. And so what you do is you have to find the verse for your circumstance. Find the verse for the situation you're walking in right now. And I, and I tell people, write it down. Put it on your mirror. Put it on your dashboard so you can see it while you're driving to work. Or maybe you put it on your computer in your workstation and you begin to speak it over your life in that moment where that thought creeps in and comes into your mind and you say, well, I don't think. And then you say, no, but God's word says. And so this is how you do that. Ladies, maybe you struggle with your self-image. Maybe you feel less than, or you would say, I just don't feel like I have a very good self-esteem. And you begin to do that comparison game with the people around you. When that moment comes, let Psalm 139, 14 be your verse where it says, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. And so that means no matter what other people think, and maybe I feel like I'm a mistake, God doesn't make mistakes because I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And I'm going to stand on that truth, and I'm not going to let anybody else tell me I'm less than what God said. 
Or maybe you're walking in a circumstance right now. And there's a challenge that you're facing personally or maybe as a family. And no matter what you do, you feel like you're being attacked, that you're being lied about, that you feel like nothing is going right, and you're, and you're crying out to God and you're saying, I don't understand. Then let Romans 8.28 be your verse in this circumstance that says, we know that God works for the good of all that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so right now, God, I don't know what's happening and I don't understand why things aren't working out. But your word says you're working it for my good. So when I don't see you working, I know you're working. When I don't see what's happening around me in the the natural, I trust it's happening in the supernatural. And I'm going to stand on that word. We begin to speak God's truth over our life because we're only one thought away from a new life. It's the daily renewing of our mind. And it doesn't happen by accident. You're not going to stumble upon a renewed mind. It's a daily habit because small habits, they create big results. Small habits create big results. The second way that we can begin to change our mindset is that we reach for God's best. Reach for God's best. Verse 2 says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. See, God wants you to have his best. And I believe God spoke to me very clear on this. That there are people in this room that you believe you don't deserve God's best. That you feel disqualified. You feel because of your past because of a mistake, because of something you've done or a place and a a certain struggle in your life, that you've been disqualified for God's best. And your past does not disqualify you from what God has for you. God went to a cross and died so that you could have his best. God wants you to have his best. And Paul explains that when we renew our minds, when we align our life to God's way, when we let him come in, then we're able to walk in His will. But see what I find very interesting in this verse, as in in verse 2, there are three descriptions of God's will. There's a good, there's a pleasing, and there's a perfect will. You see, there are levels to the will of God that you can walk in. And at each level, as you go deeper and fuller into the will of God, there are blessings that come your way. God has a perfect will for your life a perfect will for your marriage he has a perfect plan and a perfect will for your children and he's calling all of us to reach for his best he doesn't want you to settle for good enough he wants the best that he has designed for you but it requires us stepping fully into his purpose and fully into the will that he's called into us because it starts when we align our life to God's ways And I think for some of us in this room, we have, on occasion, we we feel God calling us and pulling us and that tug inside of us to step deeper. We say, I'm not sure, God. I think right here is good enough. I'm good right here. I'm not really sure I want to do that. So, God, I'm just going to stay right here. And we settle for less than. Have you ever gone shopping And while you're at the store, you really want a product or something that's at the store, but you've talked yourself out of it and you leave and you don't actually get it. Ladies, have you ever walked into a store, you saw this outfit, you fell in love with it, and then you convinced yourself you couldn't pull it off, so you left. I think we've all done that. 
When my husband and I were first married, we were young and we were poor. Like every young married couple, we were living on love because that's all we had. We couldn't afford anything else. And so we had, we just were trying to figure out life and we were getting married and kind of just taking what we had out of college to start our first apartment together. And if you know anything about my husband, he loves technology. He loves gadgets. He likes the newest thing and the greatest thing that's out there. And he really likes entertainment systems. And so he was saying right when we got married, we need a really good entertainment system because at this point, when we were first getting married, LED screens were just now coming out. LED was big with TV. I mean, our marriage is as old as LED. So we, we looked at it, and we just could not afford it. We just couldn't with where we were at. And we said, oh, well, maybe one day. So we just kind of settled for what we had, and we started life, and we started marriage. And then a couple years went by, and we were going through and, you know, just doing life. And then new technology was showing up, and, and things were even better than they were before. And we looked and we said, well, maybe now's the time. And, you know, we had little kids and they take all of your money. And so we couldn't do it then either. And so we just kind of went, okay, well, maybe one day. Well, a few months ago, my husband starts this conversation with me. And he says, babe, we need a new entertainment system. And this is how, this, this is how the conversation went. He goes, this is a blessing from the Lord that we need to step into. Yes, the Lord came into this conversation. And then he said, it would be so amazing for our family. I think our family dynamics would just go to another level. Because when we have family movie time, what it would do for our kids. So now we have, we have Jesus and our kids that really need for us to get this entertainment system. So I said, yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's go ahead. Let's do it. Let's upgrade. And so I know nothing this is not my area of expertise, so I said, go ahead, research it, get it. So a few weeks ago, all of it shows up, and it gets delivered to our door, and the TV is there, and we take it out of the box, and there's this, like, big install day. And so they're putting the TV up. It's the biggest TV we have ever had, and they're putting it up. And then I discover in that moment that this, I was unaware. You understand TVs come with speakers with them, right? Like you turn on the TV, sound comes out of it. But those speakers now offend our ears. And we can't have the regular TV speakers that are on the TV. No, you need a sound system to go with the TV. This was brand new to me. So we have a TV and we have a sound system. So we're installing the TV and they're color correcting it. And then they begin to install the sound system and they're EQing it to the room and I don't know what's happening. But then this moment comes where they turn it on and I come in the room. And they turn on a movie so I can have the full experience. And it was amazing. I'm telling you, this TV was beautiful. And the color and the image was amazing. And the sound was spectacular. And in that moment, I went, wow, what have we lived without for so long? And every guy in here is thinking, I need a new entertainment system. And the pastor preached about it. That's between you guys. But in that moment, I realized that for years and years and years, we had just settled for good enough. And all the while, we could have had this. And a couple of days later, I began to think about, I think it's the same with God. I think there's moments in our life where God is saying, I just have this perfect will for you. If you could only see what I see for your life. If you could only see what I've already planned out and destined for you to be in. And we're standing back and we're saying, God, but I'm just not, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure if I really want to step into all of that. And he's saying, but I want you to have my best. And we're standing on the sideline and we're accepting analog when God is saying, I have 4K over here for you. How many times have we missed out because we didn't fully align and we didn't give God our best? And here's what I want you to know today. Today is your upgrade day. Today is the day that God wants to upgrade your experience. Today is the day that God wants to upgrade and let you fully step into his best for your life. He's called you and he's destined you for more. And he says, could you just believe me and trust me that whatever you feel like you're holding on to, it's not worth what I have standing in front of you. God wants his best for your life. And so today, I want you, and I believe that God wants you to trade in your tension and your unhealthy patterns and the conflict that you're walking in in this moment and reach out for God's perfect will. See, God's perfect will will always bring out the best in us. And so if you aren't living in your best, then reach for God's perfect will today. And so as we close, I would just invite you to stand. And we're going to step into a communion moment. And the worship team is going to come out. And it's going to lead us in a moment of worship. But I believe that God wants to speak to you. That God has been speaking in this moment, and maybe for several weeks, and he's been saying that there's something in your life he's wanting you to give to him that you really do want to step into God's best and maybe you've wanted to step fully and then God has been pulling and he's been speaking and he's been tugging on your heart and he's saying, I have this perfect will. But for some reason, there's something in your life right now that has kept you from that. Yes, you love God. Yes, you serve God. But there's this one thing in your life you've just held on to and said, God, you can have all of this, but this one is mine still. Lord, I just don't want to let go of this. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an unhealthy pattern. Maybe it's an addiction. Whatever it is, God is saying, today is the day that I'm asking you to give me all. Today is the day that he wants you to step into his perfect will. You see, God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to the cross. And Jesus loved you so much that he gave his all so that we could have his perfect will. And so today... As we pray over the elements and as we step into communion, I would invite you in this prayer moment to make that decision and that commitment and say, today is the day. Then, God, I'm going to give you everything. You see, if we want God's perfect will, we have to do it God's way. If you want God's perfect will in your life, you have to do it God's way. And he's inviting you. He's saying, would you just trust me? Would you just trust me with all of it? Because when you do, he's ready to give you everything that he has planned for you. So God, we come before you right now. And we just ask you and we invite you into this moment, Lord. I believe that you want to speak to your people. God, I believe that you are calling us into your perfect will. And I ask right now, Lord, whatever is inside of us, whatever we've kept, whatever we held back from you to fully serve you, that today we would lay it down, God, and we would commit to fully pursue you, to fully trust you. God, we want your perfect will, and today we want to do it your way. And so, God, as people obey you and they, and they honor you in this, Lord, that you would bless their family and you would bless their life, that they would begin to see you work in ways they never imagined. 
Lord, I invite you into this moment, God, that your presence would fall, that we would feel you in a tangible way. And Lord, I pray that you would bless the elements in this communion moment. Lord, let us remind ourselves of the sacrifice you made and the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he had a meal with his disciples. And he took the bread. And he says, this is my body, which is going to be broken for you. And as often as you take this, always remember me. And today I invite you, whatever commitment you made to God, let this be the moment where you remember Jesus gave his all so we could have his best. And say, commit in this moment, God, I'm going to give you my all. There's nothing I'm going to hold back, just like you never held back from me. So let's take and break together. how you gave your all and how you love us and that you never held yourself back from us you fully gave you loved extravagantly and so we want to return that to you and then he took the cup and he says this is my blood which is going to be shed for you and as often as you take this do it in remembrance of me so let's take together Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what your sacrifice meant on the cross. And we remember that you loved us so much that nothing held you back from relationship with us. And so in this moment, God, as we're going to step into worship, Lord, we invite you in. We invite your spirit into this moment that you would rest on your people, that your presence would be felt in this place. God, that we would not hold anything back but full worship to you and full devotion. We give you this time. If today you made a commitment,